Hi, this is Dr. Jane Battenberg, author of Change Within, Change the World. In this weekly podcast, I interview changemakers who are at the cutting edge of new thought and consciousness awareness. Join me as we change within and change the world together. Today's guest is Joanna Shaw to talk about shifting patterns to get unstuck. Joanna, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you, Jane. I'm happy to be here. That's a a strange title, Shifting Patterns to Get Unstuck. Can you talk about what you do? Well, I, I got into this Shifting Patterns to Get Unstuck years and years ago at a time when I was really, really stuck in my life. I didn't like my job. My relationship was falling apart. I was just at my wit's end, and I didn't know what to do. Eventually, I lost my job. But in the meantime, I had met somebody who asked me the question, what is it that you do? And I said, well, I'm a banker. And he (laughs) says, no, you're not. You're a healer. And I'm going, what? It just didn't make sense to me. But he happened to have studied and used what's called brain gym. It's like gymnastics for the brain in order to help kids with learning challenges in the classroom as well as one-on-one. And he started to show me this work at a time I really didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And it helped me overcome headaches. It helped me get clear on what I wanted to do. I thought, well, I'm a healer. Let me go try this. And I haven't looked back. That was 30 some years ago. Wow. So can you just describe some of the results you get with people? Because if I think if we start there, then people will get an idea about what's possible with you. Okay. Well, you know, I speak for myself. There was a time I couldn't speak in front of a group. I couldn't get my name out. In fact, in the banking industry, I almost lost my job because I was supposed to do a presentation in front of this 15 branch managers, and I couldn't get my name out. had to sit down. My boss had to do it for me. And since I started using this work, because to learn it, I had to use it on myself, I've overcome my inability to get my words out in front of people. I've overcome the difficulty with reading, with being able to put my words on paper so I could even write a book. Mm. The, the one thing I love about this work is that it's targeted so I could focus on specific challenges that I had and be able then to do movements to integrate my brain so that I wouldn't go into this pattern of, I can't do this, I would be able to have a new pattern in my mind-body system that would enable me to actually do things I couldn't do. One of the first people that came to me was a mom who was wanting to be more successful in her real estate career, and as we did our balances about her having more confidence, then she asked me if I could help her son. And her son was six years old, getting ready to go into the first grade. He was on Ritalin. He couldn't read couldn't sit still, and I played with him at her house for probably a half an hour. I had to chase him all over the yard, and he was up in the tree when I asked him, do you know why I'm here? And he says, no, and I said, I'm the brain gym lady, and I help people be successful at whatever they want to be good at, and what is it that you want to be better at? And he came down out of the tree, and he started doing cross-crawls. I'm sorry, he started doing cartwheels. And I had to teach him cross-crawls as a part of the work, but the, the cartwheels were a little far from the idea that his mom had about him being able to read. But, you know, where there's motivation for change, we work with the motivation for change. And so I worked with him 
to help him with his balance and his coordination and his playful things. And eventually, what happened was is that uh, his mom drove up one day after I'd done, I think, two or three balances with him. And she showed me a picture that was in his journal. And from September through April, this picture in his journal was one circle with two dots for the eyes, a dot for the nose. There wasn't any mouth, and there were crosses on each side of the circle that represented hands. And that same picture existed in every journal page from September through April. And I did my work with him in May. And by the time I saw the journal again in June, he has this picture, and it's like he has legs in blue pants and this pink shirt and he has a head and he's got red hair and his arms are full and he has hands. And he came off his Ritalin in the summertime. He was reading by the time he got to first grade and, and he was the first major success story that came to me when I was just learning how to do it. <laughs> it's just one. I've had massage practitioners, more than one, who can't get through anatomy and physiology because they're healers but they do one or two balances and all of a sudden they're on for learning. Uh, so in a targeted way, whether it's test taking or learning to read or ride a bicycle or have balance, I've worked with seniors that have balance and coordination issues, uh, people who can't get their words on paper. There was one woman who came to a Parkinson's support group. Her sample writing to begin was microscopic. And you showed it to me, and I couldn't believe it. This is tiny, tiny scribble across of filling a, a whole page of tiny words. And then at the end of the workshop, and all she did was simple eye-hand coordination activities drawing-wise, you know, drawing figure eights and tracking them with her eyes, uh, doing mirror images, drawing like you're conducting an orchestra on a piece of paper. And we did other things. But when she was done, she wrote this beautiful testimonial letter and I could read some of the letter, but the biggest thing is to see it because it looks like this beautiful handwriting. You saw it. It was a handwriting expert's dream. I mean, it was just beautiful. <laughs> just so amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, you know, it works well for any age because in my mind, you can open and grow a neural pathway. It doesn't matter how old you are. The brain can change. And our thoughts affect our brain. Our brain affects our thinking. And a lot of people get stuck in the idea that... If they just think harder, they'll figure out how to move forward. <laughs> think I've been there. <laughs> think <laughs> harder. There's some people that have told me things that my thinking got me into this place, and so how can my thinking get me out of it? And what I've learned in the mind-body approach is that movement created the brain, and it's through movement that I can switch on the brain. And so I teach people, my goal is to really empower people to know how to use movement to catch themselves when they're in a pattern, when they're stuck to stop and do those movements that are designed and targeted to switch on their eyes, their eye-hand coordination, their movement, so that they're able then to breathe deeply and think clearly. And even as they do the movements, then the ideas come because they're accessing more of their brain. And so do you use that the bouncer where you bounce up and down the trampoline thing and have people do things that way? I think I remember doing that. <laughs> it's, it's something that's there to play with. They, they say jumping on a trampoline is actually something that people can do on their own as a nice tool because when the eyes, well, let me say it this way, when you reach no gravity, when you jump up, jump up and you reach that point just before you come back down, the eyes actually focus. So it's an, a vision training activity that helps the eyes to focus. Oh. 
And so I encourage people to jump on trampolines, to walk in nature, because nature is a natural vision improvement activity. And you know a lot about natural vision improvement, so yes. we can plug your book here too, <laughs> that you can look at eye yoga and know that there are activities in there that are useful to help switch on the eyes. And when you switch on the eyes, it's amazing how the visual system affects the central nervous system, affects the breathing, and all of a sudden not only do you see better, but you think better. It affects your thinking as well. So you're saying we're all we're all connected. Our brain, our physical attributes, our emotional. You're saying it's all one big part of us. Yes. You can't just work on one part. Yes. I, I think of these patterns as energetic, mental, emotional, and physical. Much of how we relate to the world and the circumstances in the world we learned. And for me, because it's learned, it's not innate in us. It's something that when we become aware of it and we can stop driving those neural pathways, we can actually learn a new way and drive new neural pathways. So that it's like we're never really stuck. I call them crossroads moments in my book. Yes. That we come to where all of a sudden I feel really stuck. Things aren't working in my life for some reason. And then I get to either use my old ways of dealing with my challenges, or I can stop and think, how can I do this differently? What's the quote? It makes me think of that quote that comes from Einstein, that if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, that that's the definition of insanity or something like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm one that to teach people to recognize their patterns and then to be able to stop and catch themselves in that moment, do movement, and then try something different because the myriad of other possibilities become available when the brain switches on. Well, some of the things that you've talked about seem so simple, like drink more water and breathe. I mean, we all have to breathe, but you're saying more water, more breathe, deeper breathing, and movement actually can make a big difference. That's correct. Water is essential to the formation of proteins in the brain. And protein formations is what creates the hard wiring, what we call neural pathways, and they myelinate is, is the hard wiring of the neural pathways that happen when we practice, practice, practice. I mentioned the word balance, and so if I catch myself in a pattern and I stop and I do movement and I do something different, that's what I call a balance. It's like I'm able to take what I'm doing right now, I can notice it and say, I'm not gonna drive those neural pathways, I'm gonna stop. I'm going to do movement, switch on more of my brain, and then do something new. So I, I just have to tell listeners that before we started, you um, danced around the room and moved your arms and breathed deep and drank some water. And I thought, wow. And then your voice got more lively and it was great. Yes. So back to the water. The water is essential for, for brain function. It conducts the electrical energy in the body. Um, one of the Parkinson's folks that, that I worked with could not speak and he couldn't swallow. I made him hold water in his mouth and not swallow because he couldn't swallow. I said, just put it in your mouth. And it's amazing how if you push on somebody's arm to see if they can be strong, you know, and that's something hard to show in, in a dialogue like this, but muscle testing, muscle, testing, okay. muscle checking, you can see it online. And that uh, he could not keep a strong muscle, but if he would just hold water in his mouth, there'd be enough electrical potential generated by the water coming in through the linings of the mucous membrane of the mouth that he was able to have strength. And all of a sudden, his brain gave him the capacity 
over a half a dozen sessions to be able to speak, to play his musical instrument, to be on the computer, to do so many things that he couldn't do, and he was so active in the community and so grateful to Just with water? That. Water was a big piece of it. Whoa! Water starts it all, so if we're doing movement, we drink water first. It's something you want to do whether you're doing exercises or not. But sip water, uh, because it conducts the electrical energy, the breath gets oxygen into the brain, Movement helps to activate all parts of the brain, and so it gives us that potential to know more and be more. Wow, that's incredible. And this is the big piece for me, is, is that a lot of people get stuck in their left brain in their lives. This is a whole, especially in the Western society, unless you're a musician or an artist, you can get into your left brain, worry, trying to figure things out, and the left brain only is capable of processing maybe seven bits of information a second, where the right brain and the deeper subsystems of the brain manage thousands and thousands and thousands of bits of information in a second. And we really limit ourselves when we try and figure things out with our intellect. Right brain, midbrain, back brain is the channel through which we have access to our intuition and our greater knowing. And so I really believe on an, uh, as people do more and more of the brain integration interventions and shift their patterns and create more of a whole brain way of being, then they're actually able to be more of their greater selves, their best self. I believe in the divine, the divine self can express. It's like the body's our communication device, and we're a spiritual being in this human experience. As you're talking, I'm I'm seeing a um, an iceberg. Oh, an iceberg. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. The tip of the iceberg above tip of the, the water. I- yeah. And the the rest of it and is. And underneath it, it's so vastly beautiful. And there yeah. we are, thinking that we're the tip of the iceberg that's sticking out. When really, yeah. you're talking about the right brain being, you know, the vast caverns underneath the ice. Yes. You know, we have a model that most people learn in our society that it, it's like a medical model. You, you just need to go in and fix the body. You need to go in and fix this or fix that and, and everything will be okay. And for me, I work in an educational model and the whole mindset is what can you do and what else is possible? Because I don't think we even have a clue about what's really possible for us. As I started to get out of my left brain analytical banker mind, which is still a valuable piece of me and I've balanced it more with this creative, healer, see many possibilities part of me. I've discovered gifts that I didn't know I had. And so it's the biggest and most exciting part of my work is to watch people discover the gifts that they have within them and begin to do things that they hadn't done in a long time or that they had forgotten they could do or that they didn't know they could do at all. It's it's where poetry came into my life and and all these other things. So like when the guy played the flute, he hadn't played for years, is that the same one you were talking about before? Yes, yes. And he began playing. And he began playing, yeah. I love musicians because I had a musician come down from Portland who uh, was trying to learn to play his horn more so that he could be in a band. And so he comes in and he brings in the CD and he puts the CD in and he starts trying to play like the person on the CD and he's following. (laughs) And so we benchmark, this is a balance, we benchmark, he does his try to play his musical instrument. We muscle check to find out what activities he needs in order to open up the neural pathways in order to have more heart-mind connection for his music. And then we go back and have him play his music, that's the benchmark. 
And at the end, he puts in the CD and he listens to it and he starts to play his horn and he noodles a little bit on the horn. And then he starts to play his music in and around that. So if there are musicians listening, they'll understand what that is. It's, it's like instead of trying to play the exact notes that he was listening to, he was playing harmonies and melodies that were in and around that. And he was so sold by it. And to this day, he says, I never even did my home play. We, we send people home after a balance and say, you need to do brain gym every day. That's your home play in order to... It's like riding a bicycle so that you, neuro, you myelinate those neural pathways. Do it for at least two weeks. He says, I never did my brain gym. And it worked for me. Tell the listeners what myelinate. I think that's an important piece. Right. It, it, the myelination is, is where the neural pathways become permanent. And that's where we were talking about protein formations. If you sip water, you, uh, the protein formations help the neural pathways become permanent, help to conduct the electrical potential of the, the neural pathways so that you fire through your whole brain system. And you're able to think and feel and move at the same time, or stop and think before you move, and all of that. Yes. So are Parkinson's people, do they have myelination, or are they... Is that you know I'm not a doctor I don't know what's going on there okay I treat everybody not because I don't treat quote diseases in fact we don't even think about diseases in this work uh, I just look at people got stuck you know we learn to be how we are and what I noticed with a lot of people whether it was in the Parkinson's community or children with learning challenges or adults that have their relationship challenges is that they have learned patterns of behavior that they've been practicing for a really long time and it's gotten to a point where their mind-body system is not giving them the results that, that they really want and the relationship is falling apart or they're not able to write or they're not able to get their words out uh, or they're not able to get their book out, whatever it might be. And if they just would take that moment to stop and call it a crossroads moment which is the, and then design and live the life that they love, which is where I go with my book, it's like to get away from, I have to do this in order to be successful in my life, and, and to walk yourself through what I do with some people in my, what the book does actually, is it takes people through this idea that beyond what it is you want to do in your life that you want to be good at, is that there's a purpose that you're here for. And the purpose is really a way of being. So these folks that are challenged are being invited, I think, to step back into discovering what's their purpose in life. You know, is it to be struggling and challenged with what I'm going through right now and give up? Or is it for me to open up to other possibilities? And I love the question, what else is possible in all of this? Because if we would just in those moments stop and say, what else is possible? Then we might say, okay, I could go have a sip of water, go for a walk in nature, uh, drink some, I said drink some water, Breathe. do some cross crawl, Okay. Meditate. Tell people what cross crawl is. Cross crawl is walking in place, touching right hand to left knee, left hand to right knee. At the same time? So I'm. <laughs> it's like you're walking, so you pick up one foot at a time. And so when I pick up my right foot, I touch my right knee with my left hand. When I pick up my left foot, I touch my left knee with my right hand. And. Oh, that's and then funny. if you really want to add something to it, we want to get the eyes to be able to look in all directions while you're doing that movement because we want the eyes not to be in control of the movement of the body, which they were when you were a child. That's called a reflex. And so when you do cross-crawl, that one, 
uh, one, let's see, right hand, left knee, left hand, right knee. And you look up and look down, look to one side, look to another. Then you're inviting your whole mind-body system to remember to function independently. I just have to say, I wrote a book with my sister, I Yoga, How You See is How You Think. And so we, we would have people cross-crawling with their eyes going, let's say, in a clockwise circle, yes. while their tongue goes in an anti-clockwise, <laughs> counterclockwise circle. And, you know, the whole thing is to make it difficult because if it's easy, you're not making new pathways. But right. doing that actually created new pathways in the brain. Yes, and you got really good results on that. Oh, we did. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that's the idea of it. We, you know, switch on the brain and the different subsystems as we go. Yes. Yeah. So you talked about, at one point, the quantum field versus the Newtonian field. Do you want to say anything about that? Okay. Where, where we were going with that is that in the medical model, there's this, if this is wrong, this medicine or this activity will fix it. And in the quantum model, I like to think of the idea that if in my life I reach a point where I'm stuck, then everything that I've learned in all my experiences from the past or present now, everything that I want in the future is present now. There is no past or present. It's just now. Mm. And in that now, if I would allow myself to connect with the overall pattern that's showing up in relationship to why I'm stuck, then do movement with the intention of shifting that pattern. And I really believe in a power greater than ourselves is a really key element in, the, in this, is to connect with that either, you know, I believe in getting help from someone else, sometimes with the bigger patterns, uh, where two or more are gathered and you believe in a power greater than yourself and you do movement in the context of an intention to be better, miracles can happen. And I watch them happen all the time. I know you have you have witnessed many miracles yeah. in your clients and your friends. Every in session, yourself. Yeah, every session <laughs> something happens. So there's that idea that it's it's not about fixing ourselves. I think is what I'd really like to communicate more than anything, and it's something I forget because we have a um, tendency to. Well, we've all learned, and I've learned, oh, if I just do more of this, I can fix it. That's <laughs> Newtonian. Instead of stopping for a moment and saying, okay, there's a whole lot more going on here, and what else is possible? And letting go of my agenda, and just doing movement, and sitting with this, what else is possible, and noticing what shows up in my heart and in my mind, because then, all of a sudden, I get more access to me, and more possibilities show up, and ideas show up, and then synchronicities start to happen. I attract opportunities to talk to people on podcasts, for instance, <laughs> or people call me that haven't ever heard of me before, but they found a phone number that was related to somebody else, and it's just amazing how people show up, just because it creates a magnet of attraction when you get into that balanced, integrated, happy, peaceful state. And I, I have to say, for people listening, her balanced, happy face is is alive and alight and full of joy. So I recommend that you check out joannashaw.net. Is that your website? joannashaw.net. And your book. You want to talk a little bit about your book? Design and Live the Life You Love is a guide for living in your power and fulfilling your purpose. 
I was talking with a woman just this week who was having a challenge as a coach, being able to guide someone who was not getting success with her. And I asked her, I basically walked her through my book. I said, you know, and the book has the beginning that talks about some of this brain integration stuff that we've already had a chat about here so far. But uh, in the in-between, it also has practical tools. And one is a strategic plan that's an upgrade from the old strategic plan. And it talks about having a purpose and a mission. Purpose being what I want to be in this world and mission being what I want to do. And so I asked this woman, I said, so what is it that you want to be with your clients? I want to be the best, is, was her answer. And I said, what's your mission with them? And she says, I want them to heal. And then I asked her, well, what are your core values? And she says, well, compassion. And she wasn't sure where to go from there. <laughs> and I said, okay, compassion is one thing. And, and compassion for some folks, they, they think that, well, if I'm going to help somebody heal, then I might not want to tell them some of the things that they really need to hear. And so maybe there's in your strategic plan some honesty and communication and empowerment core values that you want to incorporate as well so that you can use your communication skills when you go to him and say something like, I am here to bring my best self to you and I, and, and I really want to do that by being honest with you about what's going on here. I have clients who are really successful. This is what they do to be successful. And my mission is to help people heal. So what I'd like to do is empower you to do all of these things in order to be successful. And the one thing you need to hear is this, and it's the hard part. And so it basically gave her a dialogue in order to have with a client that was not having success that needed to have a, a tough talking to. And I think that's, that's similar for all of us, that it, it has communication skills in it. It has how to deal with difficult, and I call them the antagonistic kind of people that would uh, keep us from you know, kind of be the wet blanket over the, how, how do you say, ideas that we have where we want to go out and do something that's, that our heart wants us to do. Uh, you know, so it gives us ways we can deal with that. It talks about how we can notice uh, and use brain integration in this little three-step balance for ourselves, how to notice when we're stuck, how to do movement, how to uh, notice when we're different so that we myelinate the different that we want to be. Uh, and so it's a really great, it's like a balance. And it's, it's, I wrote it because, and I got to say, as a writer, it's not easy sometimes. I had to rewrite it maybe a dozen times because I wanted to get to a place in the book where I wasn't saying, I know it all, and this is how you should do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the whole book's uh, about empowering people to switch on their brain so they can discover their own answers within them, tap into what I call is their own innate power and knowing, and to be able to then make their choices from the future based on that innate power and knowing instead of from what they've learned in their conditioning about what society or their parents or their teachers think they should do with their lives. And so it's a really wonderful resource for educating and understanding how we get to be the way we are and how to... Uh, embrace crossroads moments to shift whatever we're experiencing so that we can become a better person out of those moments and you know, make a difference in the lives of others. I just say that's one of the things I love about your book is that you don't preach to people and tell them what to do. You just give them tools mm -hmm. and ideas for them to run with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, well, in the last few minutes, is there anything, any last-minute um, suggestions or comments you'd like to make? You know, we have a society that teaches us how to do a lot of things, and a lot of us have our success measured by what we achieve in an outer way in our lives. And truly, I think it's important for us to have our gifts and our skills available to us. And that's why I love the brain integration piece. And then it's like, can I get to a point where I can celebrate the more of me that I've gained in that as the success, whether I wind up having an outer success that I thought I was going for as a result of it or not. I don't know if that makes sense. But it's <laughs> like having that our success measured by what I'm becoming more than by what I'm doing is where our true joy comes from. And when we get into a whole brain place, that happens naturally. Oh, good. We don't even have to think about it. It just happens naturally because that's our innate way of being. Wow. Okay, so um, breathe deeper. Drink, drink water. lots of water. Do movement. Interrupt and your patterns and... Enjoy life. Enjoy life. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Joanna Shaw, for joining us. Her website, again, is joannashaw.net. And her book, which is on Amazon, is Design and Live the Life You Love. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jane. So you don't miss any of our shows. Make sure you subscribe to podcast.changewithin.com or click the subscribe button below. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Jane Battenberg.